welcome to the What's Career Got to Do With It podcast, where we hope to provide a space for honest conversation and information that encourages the listener to take the next steps in their career journey. Wherever you are at in this process, we hope this episode will meet you with affirmation, guidance, and maybe some laughs along the way. On today's episode, we will discuss an answer or many or just really talk around in circles about... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what even is professionalism? Uh, dun, dun, dun. Take your- yeah, yeah. Y'all already know I'm going to feel some type of way <laughs> of professionalism. So, <laughs> let's talk about this, this concept of professionalism, our understanding of it, how we came to understand our, our role in it and the role of the employer. Can we say that? Because we're all employed. Um, <laughs> let's just talk about it because I feel like there's there's just so much going around it. Thoughts? The dictionary, um, um, whatever you call it when a dictionary tells you what it is, definition. That's Ooh. the word I'm looking for this morning. Um, it says the competence or skill expected of a professional. That just sounds so snooty to me. Mm. The competence or expected skill of a professional is what professionalism is. Right? Ooh, a growl. <laughs> yeah. Well, you look at the, the definition of that, and I, I found like this, um, the conduct, uh, professional conduct includes like your ethics, your morals, your standards of behavior. I feel like that's a little bit better. Um, depends on, 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 you know, the situation, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I think from like how we start the conversation, professionalism is looked at like this evil mm-hmm. twin in the room that everybody hates but knows they need to keep around for the family reunion because they make the good desserts, you know? Um, Why you look at me? Because um, I want some cookies. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> and then I looked up professionalism on the, the Career Hub website, and the first things that come up are like our attire guide mm-hmm. and then our employer virtual recruiting kind of tips and takeaways. So I think in addition to it being about professional competencies, it includes like other cultural things mm-hmm. like how you wear, what your mannerisms are and stuff like that, too. Those unspoken things. Yeah. I, I think for me, well, I just did a quick Google search before Google get speed out by being because that's going to happen that's going to be a freezing cold take just wait um the eight core characteristics of professionalism are competence knowledge conscientiousness integrity respect emotional intelligence appropriateness and confidence and i'm like these are all so subjective Mm -hmm. and i i keep just making this groaning noise because i think professionalism is one of those things and here i'm gonna receive a lot of flack for using this term gives me the ick um (laughs) Very G-R-E, Rudy. Yeah. Very G-R-E. <laughs> Gives me the ick because, well, I think it's been associated with a lot of things across history. And I think it's det- people use it as a determinant of whether or not somebody's good at their job. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that's an accurate measure. And I think that's why it's important for us to discuss nuance when it comes to this idea or concept of professionalism because professionalism in the 1950s looks a whole lot different than it does now Mm -hmm. and (laughs) let's talk a little bit about that i have some stories do y'all have any stories (laughs) about how you have seen professionalism change across your careers and what you understand it to be currently for yourself and for the work that you're doing (laughs) Hmm. Ooh, that's a whole lot in one question, Rudy. Yeah, so let's just unpack <laughs> some stories. 
<laughs> Do y'all see me looking up, catching all my memories? <laughs> um, uh, uh, collegiate athletics and professionalism. Um, I think I potentially saw every version of professionalism that people created in their own minds sometimes um, on, on what they thought professionalism was. Um, but again, when I, when I think about it, not only the way you carry yourself ethically and whatnot, ethics, athletics, um, but um, synonymous terms in some world. Ethics, athletics. I think I think it was a little bit skewed for me because you know I think about being a female one in a male dominated sport, um, a female of color um, in a male dominated white male dominated industry. Um, professionalism was something that. I think I just spent more time thinking about professional attire than trying to figure out what professionalism meant um, within the collegiate athletic space, which probably isn't the greatest. You know, maybe that's a um, a trigger for folks in that industry to kind of think about that a little bit more. And and but yeah, I think the big thing, unfortunately, that was always at the top of my mind. And even when I had interns, they were saying, you know, oh, what do I wear? And like me, I'm like close, um, you know, but then you would come across another supervisor who would say, oh, well, I need you to be in slacks and a shirt every day. And and again, you know, what's that got to do with my performance? But I guess we'll get to there. So I'll leave that. I digress. Um, but I would honestly say, I don't know that I, I really kind of had the full understanding of the concept of professionalism, probably until I started to... Um, come of quote unquote age and and start to define it myself mm. I didn't really have I well I had some experiences and some different outlooks but you know not ones that I wanted to most that I did not want to take with me <laughs> mm. um <laughs> it's a lot but um so one that comes to mind for me is um so when Rudy, you were talking about like 1950s versus now, and I'm thinking like generations. OK, so, you know, I grew up with some folks in my family that um, they did career development type things. And so their bosses expected them to come in in a suit every day. Um, and on Fridays was the only day that you could come in um, and you mm -hmm. could do jeans and maybe a collar shirt. Um, and so just thinking about that, thinking about the hair, for me, the hair thing pops up um, mm -hmm. because I am natural. Um, I don't have any chemicals in my hair. Um, and so I was going into an interview preparing for one. And the comment was, well, since you're going into this professional environment, don't you think you should get your hair pressed out? Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of just like hurt because it's just like, this is me. Right. Um, and I'm going to interview at this particular university where a lot of people who look like me. Right. Um, so I'm trying to understand what the issue is. And on top of the fact, it was July. Mm -hmm. And you want me to press my hair in the middle of the summer for me to walk right out of the door, have spent $70, and it's back into a fro again. Um, so I think that's, that's, that's one thing that just pops up. Shout out to the Crown Act. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking about, Angela. Exactly that, the hair thing. Especially like for, 
young black professionals too going into industries like engineering or um, business, finance, or anything like that. I feel like in education and like entertainment, it's not as taboo because it's like a part of you know the image sort of piece about it. Um, but for me, that was the the biggest thing I dealt with when I first got out of undergrad. I had grown out my hair, and I was a, a campus ambassador, so like I was used to it. I'm like, look, these families are going to meet me, and it's just going to be what it is. And then so when I went to an engineering firm in Raleigh to work, I remember vividly going to church on a Sunday and I had got my hair in like twist or something like that. So it gave you the vibe of like, it was going to be a sort of like dread situation mm-hmm. and no disrespect to the the person, but they walked up to me. They were like, you're going to go to work like that. And I said, yeah, I'm going to go to work like that. And I had to check myself because again, you know, elders respect, mm-hmm. but I was like, that's a, that's a thing right there. And that's always stuck with me of like, okay, there's a perception of the, the elders in my community, the, the 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 folks who are like my parents' age that are like, hey, there's a certain way you have to look to make a successful career for yourself, which goes back into being able to provide for your family, to make a living for yourself and to take care of yourself. And to some people, that form of professionalism is as important and extreme to ensuring your 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 life your lifehood and and all that too. And, and let me hop on it. And and I, I want to say, and you know, we were talking about the generational thing, mm-hmm. and I don't even want to knock them on that, right? Because right. In that day and time, they were doing their best to assimilate to mm-hmm. try to get forward. You know, yeah. have some some forward movement. So it's not necessarily a knock. It's just things have changed Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's hard for somebody who's been having a certain thought process for the last 50 years to then up and change it so again I just wanted to throw that caveat out there too yeah and I think in everyone's story too there's this unique separation or maybe a blockade for perhaps that first comes with appearance and we can't get past that first step to get into the other stuff that like Kay was talking about, like that mm-hmm. respect for someone we're, we're professionally involved with, or in this case, within your community and elder, but that kind of carries over to the workplace as mm-hmm. well as, you know, if we can't first get past the appearance, how can we f- gauge competence, knowledge, conscientiousness, integrity, respect, emotional intelligence, appropriateness, and confidence? I, I could read more about these on mindtools.com, but there is a, <laughs> there's a paywall, so I can't get past that. One day we're going to have a sponsor. <laughs> um, but I, I think in so many instances, and this goes across um, so many demographics as well. Um, I don't want to sit here and say I was the the most oppressed when it comes to the way that I look and carry myself and work. But I think there was this interesting contrast from being a former athlete and how I carried myself, my expectations of what I was supposed to wear and what I was supposed to look like. And then I had an eighth grade professor once read my my eighth grade yearbook saying never stop being your unique self. And I've always kind of leaned into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was okay or easier for me to get away with stuff because I was an athlete. I felt like at times when I would push the boundaries and say, well, let me just wear these types of pants or this shirt. And then when I started to lose that bit of my identity and a little bit of that favor, and then I had a, a boss tell me to go ask permission from a dean to make sure I could grow out my beard. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I, I'm supposed to like ask permission about how my face looks? interesting Mm -hmm. and then like i had another coach tell me when i was working athletics rudy you're not going to change the way athletics is so stop trying to do that 
And all because I was wearing like sneakers and slacks. And sure enough, several years later, we see on the sideline people wearing T-shirts and, right. and tailored pants with uh, sneakers. It, it happens. So needless to say, we, we exist in a place where appearance dominates our perspective um, and for some identities more so than others as well. And so being able to move move uh, along in time to say, hey, this is advanced. We have determined that, you know, suit and tie and certain dress links and other attire for certain identities is no longer the norm because that doesn't make you good at your job. Um, but that comes with another difficult conversation is we, we have people entering the workforce that are beginning to uh, share their identities and now they're having to push back against people who believe that that appearance thing is the most important aspect of professionalism. What are your thoughts on that? I almost cursed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, still to this day, I am... What does the clothes on my back have to do with how I perform? Because at the end of the day, if I'm comfortable in what I'm wearing and I'm confident in self, that's just going to exude in my work as well, too. Right. I feel good about myself. I feel good about what I've got going on. It's a great day for me. It's going to carry on into my work. It's going to carry on to the people that I meet. It's going to carry on into you being able to see my authentic self and and my personality, which, you know, hopefully is something good for the company. Um, but um, I, again, I could see I, there are little nuances that I do see, right? If you're maybe working on a incredibly stiff corporate world, that is the norm there. That's what has been developed there. Now, can you put your own spin on it somehow? I'd say try it. Now, if somebody says something to you, you can't get too offended because you're going in knowing what it is, right? Um, but for me, I just... I kind of wish it would go away. You know, why Why are we so stuck on the clothes that we are wearing having something to do with the the work that we do, the the product that we put out? Um, I don't I don't know. It's a, that's a tough one for me. Yeah, I'm kind of like in between. So as you know, working in athletics as an athletic trainer, I appreciated the fact that I did not have to wear my slack in my shirt every day my blouse every day however Rudy and I were having this conversation on game day I hated dressing up mm -hmm. because you know I had to have this outfit on get athletes ready then go do a superman superwoman in the telephone booth and change clothes and get out on the court and then you know what shoes am I wearing I'm not wearing heels because I don't want to bust my behind on the court, you know, trying to help an athlete. But then it's also like people have different levels of comfortability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got folks who, okay, just give me a nice pair of jeans and a nice top and a sweater. I'm fine. And for some folks, that's not dressed up enough. Um, and they want their slacks and they want the the pieces that show their authentic self and their personality. So I think it depends. I, I think it depends on who you speak with. If they're looking at it as, oh, I need to be the best I can be for this job or no, I need to be the best I can be because this is just how I dress. And I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to have a little extra flash because it's my personality. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of I remember the athletes or I used to be one. 
<laughs> look, look good, feel good, play good. Yeah. But like when you do look good, you feel good. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. but it, again, it's subjective. Yeah. Um, however, I mean, for me, you probably would never see me come in here in sweatpants. It's just mm-hmm. me. Jeans is probably about the lowest you're going you're going to see. And then I have sweatpants out on, at the house wherever running errands. So again, it's subjective. Yeah. Yeah. I like how our conversation about professionalism kind of turned towards fashion. I like it. Yeah. Arts, entertainment, like media. Hey, hey. <laughs> no, I, I like it. I, I appreciate the the discussion around that because you know, look good, feel good, play good. It is subjective. Or turning into fashion and being able to share a bit of our personality. And you mentioned like, you know, jeans are about the the least professional I'm using air quotes here you can't see just imagine me if you know my face <laughs> the Christner guy Christner <laughs> <laughs> guy that's been uh, I've been called that randomly by a student so that was fun uh, <laughs> I so like this is a whole commercial or something we can shoot with 3D the career guy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but like really that's different for everyone and I think you're comfortable with that I don't want to put words in your mouth but it's I know I feel this way too of I feel comfortable both in jeans like I'm wearing today but then also sometimes when I do dress up a little bit like I do feel a little different and carry myself a little bit different as I walk around the office and, and talk to people but that's not my norm I like I enjoy the flexibility of being able to change it up and I, I know I've entered in a space because that was important to me that I was able to keep my identity mm-hmm. and that I think that gets at the root of what we're talking about with professionalism too is being able to remain true to yourself while also uh, thinking about etiquette and ethics. And uh, we've discussed this with our our boss um, multiple times that deep-seated within etiquette, of course, is racism. The idea of going in and following what people have set in stone over time as this is the way to be because this is what looks correct. And we all know correct is code for something. And, And so... I think as we move forward in time, we're seeing more and more this move towards identity focus and embodying who we are as people. And that's giving us more hope in our workplace. It's giving us more energy in our workplace. It's giving us more camaraderie in our workplace because we're beginning to figure out in in some instances, this is who this person is. And I feel like I can trust them more because I don't feel like they're putting on a suit or they're putting on this outfit or they're putting on whatever it may be just to come in here to fit a role. They're coming in to be themselves. Can I say something? Yes. Yeah. I just I just want to kind of put a few uh, things out there. Um, everybody's on different levels financially. Okay. Um, so you do the best that you can do. Mm-hmm. I just I just want to put that out there. <clears throat> if mm-hmm. jeans is what you have, then you come in with your clean jeans and your clean shirt, and you keep going, and you do the best that you can do. I do appreciate that. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but as a female, I can wear jeans and a t-shirt and dress it up, dress it down. Mm-hmm. Depends on the jewelry that I put on, depends on the hat that I put mm-hmm. on, depends on the sweater that I put on. So I just want to say, like baseline, do what you can do. You all, you have to start somewhere, and if you know, you can work your way to where you think you want to be. But just you know, if you're coming in and you're presentable, I think that's much better than maybe professional. Mm-hmm. You're presentable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not coming in, and this is one of my 
pet peeves. You're not coming in in your pajama pants. For me, that's 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 my thing. That's my ick, Rudy. But they're, <laughs> they're Gucci pajama yeah, pants. Yeah, but you know, okay. <laughs> but understand, okay, there are limits to these things, but do the best you can do with what you have. Mm-hmm. I, that has to, this probably has to be the one thing that I like. Go millennials, right? Y'all are wearing whatever the heck you want to wear, making it professional, staying true to yourself. That's one thing that I can get on board with. Millennials like taking charge of and shifting that. Go y'all now. Randomly buying caviar and eating it with Doritos? No. <laughs> but deciding what you want to do, go to the TikTok. Deciding what you want to wear, that that this is you and this is how you're going to carry yourself and kind of shifting the lens. And, and in some places too, shifting the lens of some of those air quotes here we go older professionals um you know allowing them to to see that change is fine it doesn't interrupt their productivity um you know go go y'all i i appreciate that one i'm on the i'm on the wave of that one doritos and caviar yeah don't match oh it don't match doritos and caviar Um, and creme fraiche oh creme fraiche yes that is correct okay with this plug the career center has a professional development fund for graduate and undergraduate students if you're looking to Fund professional attire. Check it out. Career Hub. But Doritos and <laughs> caviar? Ugh. Go to the TikTok. There's a whole, there's a caviar lady. Ugh. Everybody's on it. <laughs> I will say that I've seen the silk pajama pants. Like that's, um, I'm, I'm not talking, I'm talking like those wool, you've worn them around the house. <laughs> Got they're the dingy, they're back. dirty. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> hey, shout out to the companies too that are beginning to address these things. There's a couple of things. I, I, maybe this is the side of TikTok I'm on, but. Let's try to say, Do Rudy. not divulge <laughs> any information. The, uh, the, they're like joggers, but they, they look professional. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like those, those are coming in style and like we're beginning to adapt and evolve. And I, I think we're starting to see, you know, with Generation Z too, especially like y'all keep being you in so many instances because, you know, I'm looking at a different title for many different articles here, but no salary listed, Gen Z won't apply. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, have, there's an article, Understanding Generation Z in the Workplace, New Employee Engagement Tactics for Changing Demographics. This is from Deloitte. So, like, so who is Generation Z? And they go on this long list of talking about the future of work. Mm-hmm. You're, this generation now, and I think Generation Alpha is afterwards, but what's taking place, yes, there's more generations coming. We got to the end of the alphabet, so now we have to go to the Greek alphabet. Um, <laughs> the more you know, rainbow. Yeah. So when you get to the end of the, I'll let you finish your thought. Yeah. <laughs> So we're seeing these shift in dynamics and beginning to take some ownership, um, even against the pressure and pushback, which is good. Mm-hmm. That's how change occurs. We talk yeah. about diamonds and how diamonds are formed through pressure. Um, I, I love like the that. pressure that's being put back on standards set so that we can get <laughs> to a place to where, you know, personalities can shine through in the work that we're doing. And then ethic, work ethic becomes more of the conversation than appearance. And the energy that people are bringing in day to day are are so much more important than what you look like. And then also, when I say what you look like, I mean identity becomes celebrated and not dismissed. And that, I think that's my hope for the workplace. Thoughts? We got a couple minutes left. I know we typically have a sound, but we might change it up this season. So, <laughs> <laughs> what does professionalism 
Actually, let me rephrase that question. What is your hope for the future of professionalism that we can encourage um, our listeners with? It's so loaded. Um, I I do hope that the um, initial thought of our young people when they hear the word professionalism doesn't trigger them to um, have to question their identity um, and how they present their true self. Um, that is that is my hope that you know when we when we talk about the word professionalism for me it's it's just I hear my grandma on the back of her head use your common sense child <laughs> right you know that common no no know what you're going into you're going into the workplace you need to act right I raised you right you know right and wrong you know that um, so I think my my initial hope is that we can reframe the word professionalism that it is not triggering to these younger people and again you know the the biggest one we spent a, a majority of the time talking about it that it it doesn't cause them to to again question themselves and their identity and and presenting as their true authentic self mm-hmm. i'm gonna just put the icing on that cake and i because i was thinking that just staying mm-hmm. true staying true, mm-hmm. true to yourself through this process things are ever changing what you may see as fine and good right now 50 years down the road you're going to look at the next generation and may say what the heck is going on I mean it's okay but stay true to yourself in this space um, and just always present yourself in the best manner like th- that's I think what it comes down to mm-hmm. and I'm just going to start a new batch of cupcakes and say okay ooh I hope we have some cookies and cakes today. Anyway, um, professionalism loaded. Bringing my train of thought back. I was thinking about food. Mm. Professionalism. I'm loading. My hope for professionalism in the future is that it'll become more flexible, like how the pandemic made Mm -hmm. HR policies flexible, where people could have unlimited PTO. They could work from home. There was paternity leave, maternity leave. I want that sort of flexibility and change with professionalism, but without us having to go through a second pandemic. Mm. Period. Since I made the question, I'm going to not necessarily share it to people entering the workforce. I'm going to share it to people in the workforce that are currently observing new generations entering in this space. And that I think is a challenge to us to look at what is taking place in the shift of people coming into work and say, okay, I'm open to that. Let's see what they got. Let's see what they can tell us. Let's see how we can learn from these people entering this space. And even if we get a little jealous because they pull off an outfit a little bit better, like... (laughs) Let them be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's encourage them to be, I guess I'm going to use the word arbiter here, arbiter of change. Ooh. I like arbiter. Ooh. Arbiter of change. Let them be the ones that are dictating how things are shaping and moving just because we've been doing it for so long mm-hmm. doesn't mean we're always right. And with that, thank you for joining us on What's the Career Got to Do with the podcast. I added an extra definite <laughs> article in there, but... <laughs> Hey, we'll see you next week. Season two. Bye. Bye.